being informed and prepared for the Great Reset. That is a topic we'll discuss today right here on the Christian Worldview Radio Program, where the mission is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm David Wheaton, the host. The Christian Worldview is a nonprofit, listener-supported radio ministry. When you make a donation, become a Christian Worldview partner, or order resources, you are helping us impact listeners with biblical truth and the gospel. So thank you for your prayer, encouragement, and support. You can connect with us by visiting our website, thechristianworldview.org, calling our toll-free number, one 646 2233 or by writing to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Well, today is Saturday, May 20th, 2023, and it is the day of our Christian Worldview Speaker Series event. These are short listener events featuring a compelling speaker on a consequential topic. International journalist Alex Newman is going to be our speaker. He is the CEO of Liberty Sentinel Media. He's going to speak on being informed and prepared for the Great Reset. Now, the Christian Worldview airs for the first time on weekends at 8 o'clock Central Time on Saturday mornings, and then airs at other times, depending on the station, throughout the weekend. But if you're listening today in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, that metro area, we just encourage you, the event starts at 9 a.m. at Fourth Baptist Church in Plymouth. There'll be plenty of time to come out and come to the event. Alex will start speaking a little bit after 9, so if you're listening, you're hearing this and want to come, you would be welcome to do so. There's no admission. There's no registration. You can come for a donation of any amount to the Christian worldview. The sanctuary holds 800 people. There should be plenty of room. The event will not be live streamed, but we are intending to record the audio of it, not the video, but the audio, and we can make that available hopefully in the coming week or two. Right now at 8 o'clock, the pre-event breakfast is taking place until 9, and then the event starts at 9 where Alex will speak on The Great Reset for about 45-50 minutes, and then we'll get into an interview with him, and then some audience Q&A, and the event ends at 10.30 a.m., Again, at Fourth Baptist Church in Plymouth, Minnesota, starts about 9 a.m. Come on out. If you're in the area, you can listen to the program on the way. The program will also be airing in the sanctuary between 8 and 9 a.m. during this pre-event breakfast. We're going to get straight to an interview now with Alex as he previews what he's going to talk about today. Alex, we are so much looking forward to having you speak today on being informed and prepared for the Great Reset. And let's just start out with with that as a question for someone listening today who's heard a little bit about that topic, The Great Reset. It was part of the the, the title of Klaus Schwab's book, who's the head of the World Economic Forum. This is a a globalist quest that they're on to globalize the world in, in every different aspect. Alex, there have been so many calls for this in the past, the United Nations and all the charges of globalism previously. So why is it different now? Why is this more urgent now? What is being attempted uh, in the Great Reset? Well, thank you, David. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the event, and I appreciate you so much putting it on and bringing me on the program to talk about it. 
these globalists, they believe that they have now entered practically the inevitable phase of their plan. You're right. They've been talking about this for many decades. I mean, I'm sure those who were around in the 80s and 90s, you remember the president and, and his advisors talking about the new world order. And then we had, of course, Bill Clinton talk about the new world order. And Joe Biden's even talked about the new world order. If you go back far enough, even to the founding of the United Nations, you see uh, the secretary of state at the time, John Foster Dulles, he wrote in his book, War or Peace, that the ultimate intention was eventually to turn the United Nations into a world federalist organization, or he actually came out and said it explicitly, a one world government. And uh, he believed that could happen under the existing UN charter, but he said it would take progressive development of this organization before they were ready to get there. What we see with the Great Reset is they believe now they've got the pieces into place. They've uh, sufficiently indoctrinated and, and manipulated the global population enough to accept this. And they've got the crises in place, either in development or, or having already struck. I think COVID was the really preeminent example. And so they believe that they now have everything in place to go ahead and, and move on this agenda. The technology aspect of it now with artificial intelligence, this is something that we are compounding information just annually now, like never before in human history. How does the aspect of the improvements in, in technology, even going inside the human body, which I know you're going to talk about today, how is that a great vehicle for them to be able to achieve their, their globalist intentions? The technological component of this is absolutely critical. And Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, has made this clear. In fact, before he released his book on the Great Reset, he released his book on what he calls the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And a lot of this stuff will sound like science fiction to people. One of the things I'll do later today at the event at Fourth Baptist Church, I'll be showing videos of these people talking about these things because I recognize it sounds so out there. But artificial intelligence, we can start there. This is obviously a critical component of this. Uh, they look back at the failures of central planning in the past. And people who, do, who reject the scriptures, people who reject the word of God, uh, always come to bad conclusions. And so their conclusion wasn't that central planning didn't work properly or that you know we need private property because God has ordained it. Their conclusion was, well, our planners just weren't good enough. But if we had theoretically huge amounts of data and massive computer processing capabilities to make these decisions for us and determine what is needed and what amounts it's needed, etc., then we could make central planning work. And of course, it's preposterous, but that's what they believe. When you look at the technology that they believe is going to upgrade human beings, or at least upgrade certain human beings, uh, they've actually gotten to the point where they're being blasphemous, and, and you might even say they've been handed over to a reprobate mind. Uh, I've got videos of numerous uh, leading transhumanists, leading advocates for the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution, talking about how they think they're going to achieve immortality through this. They're going to have eternal life, uh, apart from Christ. In fact, one of the leading individuals here, Yuval Noah Harari, uh, he says, the resurrection of Christ is fake news. What's real news, uh, and I've, I've got the clips, I'll show them later today, uh, is that uh, we are evolving into gods, or at least some of the human species will evolve into gods. Uh, and he even takes it one step further, right? He goes even beyond Genesis chapter 3, where Satan says, ye shall be as gods. Uh, he takes it one step further. He says, um, we're going to be better than the God of the Bible, because the God of the Bible can only produce organic life. We're going to be producing inorganic organisms as well. So this is hubris. This is delusional. And yet these are very powerful people who are promoting this stuff. We are so much looking forward to you speaking today, and that's the reason we wanted to have you on just for one segment here early in the program. So anyone locally in the Twin Cities who is interested in finding out more about the Great Reset and how to be prepared for it, 
uh, can come over to Fourth Baptist Church in Plymouth. And uh, there's no registration, no admission fee. You can come for a donation of any amount to the Christian worldview. And this is going to be a very informative presentation, followed by Q&A. Looking forward to a very good morning from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. at Fourth Baptist Church in Plymouth. Just give us an idea of how all-encompassing this mission of a great reset is like what elements of life it touches. I know there's the environmental, the there's the corporate world. Give us a few ideas of just how much this is already being wrapped around us. Well, David, this is transformational like nothing that humanity has ever seen before. If you listen to their speeches, if you read their documents, they're saying that every single element of our lives is going to be transformed. You know, we mentioned even the human being is going to be transformed. They're talking about implanting technology in you. They're talking about genetically engineering human beings. Uh, they're talking about radically restructuring governance and the economy and our business and our family and education, uh, manufacturing. In fact, Klaus Schwab repeatedly has talked about this. Uh, we need a new social contract, right? Uh, so there is no area of our lives that's going to be left untouched by this if they get their way. Uh, Klaus Schwab has said that there's no person, there's no country on the planet that will uh, be escaping this. In fact, the UN has practically made that a tagline when they talk about Agenda 2030, which uh, is a critical part of this great reset over and over again in the actual text of the document they say no one will be left behind Uh, and that means what it says they fully intend for every single person on this planet to be sucked into this global transformation whether you like it or not it's hard to overstate the significance of this every single part of your life every single part of your business your job your health care your education all of it comes under the purview of this new transformational system that they're putting into place What's interesting about this, Alex, is when they talk about the Great Reset and their their vision for this globalized world with an authoritarian leader and complete control over all the elements of life, this is exactly what the Bible says the world's going to end up being. You look in the book of Revelation with an authoritarian leader, control of the monetary system, the ability to buy and sell, and all these different things. So what they're attempting at the Great Reset in ignorance is actually God's allowing to bring the world to his his, his end-time scenario before the return of Christ. Why shouldn't Christians be fearful of this? This isn't a, a scaremongering uh, topic. It's more of a be aware of this so you can be prepared and you can be an ambassador for Christ in the midst of what's coming. Amen. And the main reason not to be fearful is because God told us not to be fearful. In fact, if you want to read how much God hates fear, go to Numbers chapter 13 and 14. He almost destroyed his people because they expressed fear about the giants in the land that they were going to take over after God had shown them all those miracles. So so God really, it's not that he doesn't like fear. It's that he absolutely uh, will not tolerate it among his people. And we need to be mindful of that. Uh, and of course, we should not be fearful because God is sovereign. God is in control. Um, God uh, is not surprised surprised by any of this. God will put an end to it when he's good and ready. Uh, you're absolutely right. You know, some of the things that we see lining up here, the central bank digital currency, they want to make it so that you can't buy or sell if you won't take the mark. I mean, things are lining up just in, in such a fascinating way. But we know as, as adopted children of the creator of the heavens and the earth through Christ, that um, no matter what happens here on this earth, no matter what happens in this life, God is in control. We have eternity to look forward to. And so we should rejoice in that. We should rejoice in the knowledge that uh, our God, our Father, our King is ultimately in charge and that no matter what happens here, it's all going to be for His glory. 
Absolutely. And that is going to be the tenor of this event is that, yeah, the, the, the man may scheme wicked plans, but God allows them to bring about his purposes and his plans. And actually what's taking place in this great reset should confirm in our faith that the Bible is true. And God is working things toward his culmination of events in the world. And Alex, we're so grateful that you're in town to speak to us. We're very much looking forward to it. And we just, again, encourage any listeners today listening to the opening segment of this program who want to come to this event, we highly encourage you to do so. It's a short event. It's from 9 to 10.30 a.m. at Fourth Baptist Church in Plymouth. You can find out more information by going to our website, thechristianworldview.org. We'd love to meet you in person. You can hear Alex speak. You might even get a chance to ask him a question during the Q&A. So we hope to see you at Fourth Baptist Church. Just drive on over. It's not a long way away if you're here in the Twin Cities. Alex, we're looking forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to it as well. Okay, we're going to take our first break of the day here on the Christian Worldview for some ministry announcements. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about what exactly is the World Economic Forum? What do they focus on? And what is the Great Reset? Just setting some groundwork for the event today. And what is the fourth industrial revolution that Alex is going to be speaking about in his message? And how does this relate to going back to the Tower of Babel, but also going forward to the end times in Revelation? All that ahead here on the Christian Worldview Radio Program. I'm David Wheaton. Have faith in God. Don't be intimidated by lions. If the world says, back down, don't do this, fling open your windows. Pray openly, so to speak. That's what Daniel did. Don't be ashamed. Don't be intimidated. A blind, anemic, weak-kneed flea on crutches has more chance of defeating a herd of a thousand wild stampeding elephants than this world has of stopping the will of God. There's nothing they can do to stop God's will. And if you're a Christian, you've aligned yourself with God's will. That was evangelist Ray Comfort exhorting believers to stand firm and speak boldly, just like Daniel. Ray's new book, So Many Lions, So Few Daniels, is 192 pages, softcover, and retails for $16.99. You can order the book for a donation of any amount to The Christian Worldview. Go to thechristianworldview.org or call 1-888-646-2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, Five five three three one. What is the Christian Worldview radio program really about? Fundamentally, it's about impacting people, families, churches with the life and eternity changing truth of God's Word. We know the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only message that saves us from God's wrath, by God's grace, for God's glory. And we know the Bible is the inspired Word of God providing the only way to think and live to the glory of God. We are a nonprofit listener-supported ministry. If you would like to help us impact listeners with the biblical worldview and the gospel, consider becoming a Christian worldview partner who regularly give a specified amount to the ministry. As a thank you, Christian worldview partners automatically receive many of the resources featured on the program throughout the year. To become a Christian Worldview partner, call us toll-free 1-888-646-2233 or visit thechristianworldview.org. Welcome back to The Christian Worldview. I'm David Wheaton. Be sure to visit our website, thechristianworldview.org, where you can subscribe to our free weekly email and annual print letter. 
order resources for adults and children, and support the ministry. Our topic today is being informed and prepared for the Great Reset. That is the title for our speaker series event, which is taking place this morning on Saturday, May 20th. Again, if you are listening in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, we encourage you to come on over to the event at Fourth Baptist Church in Plymouth. The event starts at 9 o'clock. Alex will start speaking probably around 9.15. He'll speak for about 45 minutes, and then we'll get into an interview and Q&A following, and the event should conclude around 10.30 a.m. You can find out more at thechristianworldview.org, but just drive on over, come on over. There's no registration, no admission fee. Just come for a donation of any amount to the Christian Worldview. Well, I thought for those who aren't able to come to the event today that we just do some groundwork. We're going to try to record the audio of the event today. And so Alex will cover, I'm sure, some of this. What is the World Economic Forum? We've heard of the WEF. Is it like the United Nations? How is it different? What does it do? Well, according to the World Economic Forum website, they define themselves as an international organization for public private cooperation. So the United Nations is made up of the representatives from each nation around the world, and they come together in an organization, a body called the United Nations. Well, the World Economic Forum is a little different than that. Uh, They say they engage the foremost political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. So it goes beyond just representatives from government as the UN has to business leaders, cultural leaders, other leaders in society. And they have a big goal. When you say something like to shape global, regional, and industry agendas, that means you have big ideas on your mind. And they certainly do. We'll get into that more in just a second. They say they were established in 1971, so they've been around for about 52 years. It's a not-for-profit foundation and headquartered in Geneva, Switzerland. So you may have heard of their annual meeting that they have in Davos, Switzerland, where all the elite, the luminaries of the world go to meet in Davos to try to solve and move forward on the world's problems. And then the website goes on to say, just a laughably ridiculous statement. It says the World Economic Forum is independent, impartial, and not tied to any special interests. Are you kidding me? Everyone has a worldview. No one is impartial. There's always special interests that influence any organization. Goes on to say the forum strives in all its efforts to demonstrate entrepreneurship in the global public interest. Again, these are globalists. They're not focused on nationalism, the advancement of individual countries, but globalism while upholding the highest standards of governance. Moral and intellectual integrity is at the heart of everything it does. Of course, that moral integrity is according to their definition and not a biblical definition of what it means to be moral. They say our activities are shaped by a unique institutional culture 
founded on the stakeholder theory. And that's important to understand that term. They use that term a lot, stakeholders, which asserts that an organization is accountable to all parts of society. So stakeholders would be the leaders, the elite of various entities they represent, whether it's business organizations, whether it's governments, those kinds of things. The stakeholders are the ones that are in charge and are responsible for all the various parts of their society. Goes on to say the institution carefully blends and balances the best of many kinds of organizations from both the public, so governmental, and private sectors. That would be nonprofits and businesses, international organizations, and academic institutions, like institutions of higher education. They say, we believe that progress happens by bringing together people from all walks of life who have the drive and the influence to make positive change. And you have to ask the question, positive change according to whom? According to the worldview of the World Economic Forum. Now, an article on Wikipedia about them says that the organization was founded by German engineer Klaus Schwab. He is a the key figure in the World Economic Forum. The foundation, which is mostly funded by its 1,000 member companies. So it's very much a business-influenced organizations. The biggest companies in the world are probably almost all members of the World Economic Forum. And these are typically, as it says, global enterprises, so global companies with more than 5 billion U.S. dollars in turnover. So that means that these are companies, these are global companies that have global interests. And so that's why they're part of the, the World Economic Forum because they're so focused on globalism. This helps their business model. Now, on their website, interestingly enough, they have different topics which they focus on. And they have one list of featured topics, and listen to these, artificial intelligence, where you can go to read more about that, climate change, of course, cyber security, so internet security, topic on education, skills, and learning, another one on the future of work, and also the metaverse. We've done a program on that. That is what Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook is trying to develop, this metaverse where you wear virtual reality goggles and you enter a whole new universe. Away with what God created in this universe, you need to enter the metaverse into this virtual reality world. And they have a topic on their website about that. Then they have other topics uh, that they discuss on their website, like agricultural food and beverage, or blockchain. Blockchain is the digitized financial transaction network, like cryptocurrencies. They have a topic on cities and urbanization, how they can urbanize everyone so everyone lives in a, quote, smart city, and you can walk everywhere and save the environment. Another one on, of course, diversity and inclusion. Another one on economic progress, energy transition away from fossil fuels, of course, to uh, what they would call, quote, sustainable forms of energy, non-carbon energy, financial and monetary systems. And that's a gigantic one. Alex Newman will be speaking about that one for sure today, how there's a big move to go to a digital currency so everything can be tracked and controlled. Health and healthcare is another one. And finally, a digital economy. 
So if you look at those list of topics, you're thinking, well, that basically covers nearly every aspect of life. And you'd be right. They want to determine the future and control the future on all these different institutions and aspects of our lives. So you go from what is the World Economic Forum, this organization led by Klaus Schwab, a German engineer, to asking the question, well, what is the Great Reset? Now, Klaus Schwab wrote a book about the Great Reset, but on the World Economic Forum website, here's what they say about it. To improve the state of the world, again, major big plans to improve the state of the world, the World Economic Forum is starting the Great Reset Initiative. So this Great Reset idea is not something that we're just making up or it's not sort of a coined expression this is actually what they call it and what they're trying to do. You know, push the reset button on how everything operates in the world. So they start up by saying the context of the Great Reset. The COVID-19 crisis was the context for it. And the political, economic, and social disruptions it has caused is fundamentally changing the traditional context for decision-making. Hmm. The inconsistencies, inadequacies, and contradictions of multiple systems. Remember that, multiple systems from health and financial to energy and education are more exposed than ever amidst a global context of concern for lives, livelihoods, and the planet. So what they're saying here is that never let a crisis go to waste. We've seen that there was inadequacies, what happened in COVID-19, the response to it. And we need to change the traditional context for, quote, decision-making. And there's lots of problems with the fact that there's multiple systems in the world. In other words, one system would be much better for everyone, including the planet itself. Goes on to say, leaders find themselves at a historic crossroads, managing short-term pressures against medium and long-term uncertainties. So that's the context for why the Great Reset was started because of COVID-19 and they saw all these inadequacies and inconsistencies and contradictions in the world and we need to change the way the world operates. So it goes from the context, the next thing they write about is the opportunity. Here's never letting a crisis go to waste. The opportunity we have to change the world. They say this, as we enter a unique window of opportunity to shape the recovery, this initiative, the Great Reset, will offer insights to help inform all those determining the future state of global relations, the direction of national economies, the priorities of societies, the nature of business models, and the management of a global commons. These people think big. They want to reorient the entire world. They go on to say, drawing from the vision and vast expertise of the leaders engaged across the forum's communities, the Great Reset Initiative has a set of dimensions to build a new social contract that honors the dignity of every human being. This is like out of the the book, George Orwell's book, the 1984 book, where all the words, this new social contract that honors the dignity of every human being sound so good on the surface, but they have very different meanings when actually put into practice. 
And this is what Alex Newman's going to do today in our speaker series event. He's going to kind of puncture through the fog of this and explain what is really taking place. And you can probably read between the lines there as I'm reading these things right from their website, but it is so much more nefarious and God-rejecting than I think we can even imagine. So let's hear from Klaus Schwab himself, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, as he talks about in this clip why there's a need for a great reset. And just to note, he has a very thick German accent, so you're going to have to listen very carefully. We have to prepare for a more angry world. And uh, how to prepare? Uh, It means to take the necessary action to create a fairer world. Um, to see that uh, we provide everybody with uh, decent access to the health system, um, that we make sure that those people uh, who are really left behind, uh, and I'm not speaking only on national levels, I'm speaking also internationally. If I see now uh, the tragedy in some of the emerging countries like South Africa, like some countries in East Asia, I think it's all, uh, I I don't have too many remedies. The the remedies have to be discussed through dialogue by the stakeholders of our global system. But um, I just see the need for such a dialogue and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. Okay, that was Klaus Schwab, the executive chairman and founder of the World Economic Forum, talking about the need for a great reset. He said, we have to prepare for a more angry world, but we have to take action to create a fairer world. This is just code word for socialism, to make sure everyone has access to health care and so forth. Well, when everyone has access to it, it's who is controlling it. And who is controlling it controls what kind of health care and other services that you need. And he says it even goes beyond the individual. It goes into nations like South Africa, which ba- is basically a failed state at this point because it's completely turned into a Marxist-based society now. And he said the remedies have to be discussed by, and he used that word, stakeholders. And the stakeholders are the educated elites, the wealthy, the influential of the world, they are the ones, the smart ones, almost like the superhumans, have to determine our future. All right, so we go from what is the World Economic Forum to what is the Great Reset to now what is the Fourth Industrial Revolution? And Alex is going to be speaking about this today in our speaker series event. Back to the article on Wikipedia, Klaus Schwab used the concept of a fourth industrial revolution in a 2015 article published by Foreign Affairs. In the article, Schwab said that the first industrial revolution was powered by water and steam to mechanize production. Through electrical power, the second industrial revolution introduced mass production. Electronics and information technologies automated the production process in the third industrial revolution. That's the one we're in right now. The one to come in the fourth industrial revolution, the lines between, quote, physical, digital, and biological spheres, your body, have become blurred in this current revolution 
which began with the digital revolution in the mid-1990s, is, quote, characterized by a fusion of technologies. This fusion of technologies included fields such as artificial intelligence, robotics, the Internet of Things, autonomous vehicles, 3D printing, nanotechnology, now there's technology that's very, very small, biotechnology that can go under the skin, materials science, energy storage, and quantum computing. And so here's what Klaus Schwab said about this fourth industrial revolution. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume, it will change actually us, our own identity. And of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into a ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, uh, business, civil society. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. And actually, it's not just a digital revolution, it's digital, of course physical, with nanotechnology, but it's also biological. And those three dimensions provide the particular force to this revolution. So what the World Economic Forum is doing is to promote uh, this public-private cooperation to master the fourth industrial revolution. Okay, again, that's Klaus Schwab with that thick German accent, the head of the World Economic Forum. What he said there is the fourth industrial revolution is going to impact our lives completely. It's going to change us, our own identity. I mean, these are big statements. Do you want your identity changed? Did you get a vote for this? The developments of smart traffic and smart government and smart cities. All you have to do in life is just put the word smart in front of something and people think it's a good thing but it's often not what it promises. Everything is going to be integrated into an ecosystem driven by big data. And I think he said closed corporations and government. It's going to come at a breathtaking speed like a tsunami. I mean, he says these huge statements as just so matter-of-factly. He said it's not just a digital revolution, but a nano, again, small and biological revolution. It's going to go inside your body, inside your brain. And I think he said at the end, the World Economic Forum promotes these things in order to master the fourth industrial revolution. And so it's no surprise that the way they do this, the way they influence people to do this is they capture the minds of the upcoming generation. Listen here as he talks about education. What is particularly important is the educational system. Um, we have to change the educational system, which is still very much anchored. Even in the 19th century, uh, we have to adapt it to the need to change continuously, for example, jobs. So the new educational system has not only been aiming at uh, developing digital capabilities, and I should add ethical norms, but it also has to be based on a lifelong educational system. 
Isn't that comforting that the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab thinks that we have to change the educational system, we have to adapt it to have new ethical norms according to them? Now, if you've listened to the program for any length of time, you may have remembered a program we did, I believe it was last year, about one of the main advisors to Klaus Schwab. His name is Yuval Noah Harari. He's from Israel. He's Jewish. He's a homosexual. And he's radical. And he says the things that Klaus Schwab says, sort of in couch language, he says them much more plainly. So just listen to these multiple clips from various interviews and speeches that Yuval Noah Harari has done. He's a very well-known author, influential person about his vision for the future through this great reset. Data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. And if indeed we succeed in hacking and engineering life, this will be not just the greatest revolution in the history of humanity. This will be the greatest revolution in biology since the very beginning of life four billion years ago. For four billion years, nothing fundamental changed. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds. The IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. People could look back in a hundred years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. I mean, the technology will, on the one hand, make it possible to start enhancing and upgrading humans. And on the other hand, especially the rise of AI, will make more and more humans economically unnecessary, useless, and therefore also politically powerless. And the world or humanity might have, different parts of humanity might have different futures. And we might see really a process of some kind of speciation. That was Yuval Noah Harari in a multiple clips from speaking engagements he's done talking about what they're working on as part of this great reset in the fourth industrial revolution, the biological, the data technologies that they are trying to do to transform the human being. This is called transhumanism. So why are we talking about this topic? Is it just to inform you about the technologies of the future and the dystopian plans of the godless? It goes beyond that. It is about the end times and where the world is going and how we need to be spiritually prepared 
for what is to come. And that's what we'll talk about next on the Christian Worldview Radio Program after these ministry announcements. Stay tuned. Much more coming up. I'm David Wheaton. Here's Christian journalist Alex Newman on why some of our fellow citizens are destroying our historic values to enact a great reset to globalism. They have no loyalty to the United States. In fact, I think many of these people at the highest levels absolutely despise the United States, partly because it has been a historically Christian nation. It has taken the gospel to every corner of this planet like no other nation in all of human history. As I mentioned earlier, it's founded on these biblical principles. Really, a lot of the principles that are at the core of our republic, these came directly out of Scripture, and our founding fathers made that crystal clear in their writings. You can order Alex Newman's 80-minute DVD presentation on how globalists are attempting a great reset for a donation of any amount to The Christian Worldview. Go to thechristianworldview.org or call one 646 2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, Five five three three one. Have faith in God. Don't be intimidated by lions. If the world says back down, don't do this. Fling open your windows. Pray openly, so to speak. That's what Daniel did. Don't be ashamed. Don't be intimidated. A blind, anemic, weak-kneed flea on crutches has more chance of defeating a herd of a thousand wild stampeding elephants than this world has of stopping the will of God. There's nothing they can do to stop God's will. And if you're a Christian, you've aligned yourself with God's will. That was evangelist Ray Comfort exhorting believers to stand firm and speak boldly, just like Daniel. Ray's new book, So Many Lions, So Few Daniels, is 192 pages, softcover, and retails for $16.99. You can order the book for a donation of any amount to The Christian Worldview. Go to thechristianworldview.org or call one 646 2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Welcome back to The Christian Worldview. I'm David Wheaton. Be sure to visit our website, thechristianworldview.org, where you can subscribe to our free weekly email and annual print letter order resources for adults and children, and support the ministry. Our topic today coincides with our speaker series event that we are doing this morning on Saturday, May 20th here at Fourth Baptist Church in Plymouth, Minnesota. The topic is being informed and prepared for the Great Reset, and Alex Newman is going to be our speaker. He's an international journalist, the CEO of Liberty Sentinel Media. And in this last segment, I'd like to talk about why we're doing this topic. The Great Reset is really just code, and they may not even know it, but it's about man's perpetual attempt to order and control the world apart from God, just like man did at the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. And just reading that short passage is very instructive as to the nature of man and his desire to be out from under the authority and accountability of God. So Genesis 11 says, now the whole earth had one language in one speech. That's the great unifier of the world. If everyone spoke the same language, we all could communicate with each other, man would be able to be much more united. But that's not the case because God separated mankind after this situation at the Tower of Babel. It says in verse 2, And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, 
Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us, and just notice the repeated use of the word us. It's all about them, their own self-worship. Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. And again, the command from God was to go from the after the, the flood and the ark to go and spread out across the earth. And man disobeys. And he wants to go and be united and build a tower and make a name for himself. Again, out from under the authority and accountability to God. Verse 5, Genesis 11. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord God said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. In other words, when man gets united in opposition to God, it goes way, way awry. It goes as far away from God as possible. Man does not want to bow the knee in his unregenerate state to God. Verse 7, God says, come, let us go down. That again, reference to the Trinity. Let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth and they ceased building the city. Verse 9, therefore its name is called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. And again, it's man's schemes here to be as one and to create their own city and tower and make a name for themselves and to order their future. God comes down. He allows it to happen to a certain point, And then he comes down and dispels the evil schemes of mankind. They're disobedient to God. They're into self-worship instead of worshiping God. They're united instead of separated as they were supposed to be. It was globalism, the spirit of globalism, over what God had intended to have individual nation states or individual communities separate from one another. Now, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, and other globalist organizations and globalist people believe that they can create a utopia on earth. They are coordinating all the different institutions and elements of society, whether it's governments, religions, the business world, the educational systems, media, the financial world, healthcare, technologies, and the environment. They want control over all those different aspects. Now, we don't know the exact time frame for how this is all going to come to be or come to fruition so it's fully in force, but they are saying out loud, as we just heard in the clips in the last segment, what they plan to do, and it is going to happen. This isn't something that possibly may happen. It's just a matter of when. And we know that because this is what the book of Revelation describes the world situation to be at the end when there's great tribulation on the earth before the return of Jesus Christ. And so we are not going to be able to stop this from happening. At some point, they will get to their dystopian future before Christ returned. There is worthiness in pushing back against this and contending for what's right. But Revelation says the world is moving toward this Antichrist, the beast, 
an authoritarian leader who rules the world, persecutes Christians, and controls nearly everything. So as we do this event and being informed and prepared for the Great Reset, the purpose is really not about prepping or growing or storing food or moving to another state or country or building a bunker. You may choose some of those things to do as a response to what's coming. The purpose why we're doing this is to help us be stronger, more prepared Christians for this. So we're skilled at evangelism, sharing the gospel, articulating the gospel. So there's going to be a lot of lost people starting right within our own families, our own children, our relatives, those who need to hear and believe the gospel. We need to be intentional about discipleship of our own families and others that we know in our own spheres of influence. They need to get stronger in their faith. That's what discipleship is, is bringing another along in their faith. We need to have strong local churches and have that fellowship of believers. That is why we are doing this event. This is why we're doing this topic today. If some amongst us are led to be engaged in government, to be political leaders, to be business leaders, to be in the educational system, to be on school boards, to be on city councils, to stand for righteousness, that is great. And we encourage that. But again, no one is going to stop this great reset or the end times from happening where the world's moving towards this globalist dynamic. God has decreed it and it will happen and he will thwart it and defeat it in the end. So we do this to tell you that if you have not been born again, you need to believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord so you can be forgiven of your sins, so you can be right with God, so you can receive the Holy Spirit to overcome what's ahead. And also so you can have discernment about what's happening. Most people have no idea about this. They cannot see the nefarious motives in where this is all going. It's also, if you're a believer, about being stronger in your own faith and convictions so you can be ready and you can be salt and light in the tribulational times that are ahead. Jesus gave instructions to his apostles in Matthew 10 before sending them out. As we read this passage, there is application for them to the present reality they were in, but there's also eschatological relevance for us as to where the world is going to end up. So when Jesus said in Matthew 10, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves, but beware of men, for they will hand you over to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and you will even be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say, for it will be given you in that hour what you are to say. For it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. In other words, a more dangerous, more deceptive world is coming. There's going to be persecution of Christians, but God promises that the Holy Spirit indwells us to help us. And then he goes on to say in verse 28, Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him. God, who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And so we as Christians need to be bold and not fear physical death. We all need to fear and revere God. God sees you as he sees sparrows and he cares for you, even in the midst of coming tribulational times. 
And just a couple more verses. Therefore, Jesus said, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my father who is in heaven. If you have never been born again, regenerated, if you have never believed in Christ, obey what the apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 10, he says, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. You're hearing the word of God today. You are hearing the gospel that can save your soul. That is the word of faith, which we are preaching that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in Christ will not be disappointed, and you certainly will not be. You need to believe in Christ. You need to become a believer to be an overcomer for what is about to come to this world. And you need to love Christ as he finishes his section more than anything else in this world. It says in verse 37, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. A true follower of Christ loves Jesus Christ more than he loves even his own father or mother or child. That is the degree of commitment that Christ requires for those who follow him. So pray and ask God to increase your love for him. And when you read the word daily, read it so you can know and love God more. Be a part of a local church where the word of God is faithfully and accurately preached. Be encouraged by the fellowship of your fellow believers. And when you do, you will be prepared for this great reset and whatever is going to come our way in this fallen world. And you can be a shining light for Christ, even in the midst of perilous times. Thank you for joining us today on the Christian Worldview radio program. In just a moment, there will be all kinds of information on how you can support this nonprofit radio ministry. Let's remember that Jesus Christ and His Word are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So until next time, think biblically, live accordingly, and stand firm. The mission of the Christian Worldview is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. We hope today's broadcast encouraged you toward that end. To hear a replay of today's program, order a transcript, or find out what must I do to be saved, go to thechristianworldview.org or call toll-free 1-888-646-2233. The Christian Worldview is a listener-supported nonprofit radio ministry furnished by the Overcomer Foundation. To make a donation, become a Christian Worldview partner, order resources, subscribe to our free newsletter, or contact us, visit thechristianworldview.org, call 1-888-646-2233, or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. That's Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Thanks for listening to The Christian Worldview.